Sexy, the podcast where we discuss self-development, growth, business, spirituality, and becoming a smarter, sexier human. I am your host, Kelsey Kitchener. And I'm Celeste Bay. And today we are discussing longevity and finding purpose and building a brand that sticks around and not just kind of jumping on trends. Yes. But before we get started, I would like to remind everyone to go ahead and subscribe to our podcast like it, to leave a review, all the stars, all the happy faces that you love us, all those, all those wonderful things. Yes. Yes. All right. Moving on. Good news minute. Good news minute. Um, I feel like my good, good news minute for this week is that I stayed on track with um, my diet and doing double workouts every day. And it was just more so of like, a, I was just really dedicated to myself and to my word, which was really important to me. And that was one of my new year's intentions. And I stayed really um, disciplined all week long, just like did a double workout and stayed on top of my like low carb diet plus my um, intermittent fasting. So it was like all of those things combined. I just stayed really dedicated. And so I was, I was proud of myself and I feel like I deserve a little little pat on the back you definitely do a little one pat pat yeah thanks (laughs) um okay mine is that i've been reading this book untamed by glennon doyle who we love love glennon and i've been reading it really slowly like i've been taking my time with it which is not like me because i usually just zoom through a book but um i really like it and it's my good news minute because i feel like she's just reminding me of like so many different different narratives that were taught as women um, mm-hmm. and and breaking them. And it's so crazy because I've been reading it and she just talks a lot about like the cages that were put in as young girls and literally how we don't even notice them. And so when she she writes it and breaks it down for me, I'm like, holy shit, you're so accurate. Last night I was reading a page where she says, usually like in a conversation between like brilliant women it's always a competition of like who's the hottest mess and she says how we like just downplay our accomplishments and we don't accept compliments and we are just so modest um because and it's like cute to be modest yeah versus it being like a weird thing and she says how like we always tell women um you're entitled to have whatever you want but then when they go after what they want we say "Mm, you're so entitled and it's so true. And women do it to other women. She says it in the book. She's yeah. like, we, it's not just men doing this to women. She's like, women do this. They, we see confident women and they bother us. They're like, mm, there's just something I don't like about her. It's so accurate. So anyways, it's my good news minute because it's um bringing a lot of awareness to just narratives that I've been uh, inside of since I was a little girl, just because of the way society is. I mean, the, the not accepting compliments thing is so accurate and yeah, like deflecting almost, them. Yeah. Like when someone gives you a compliment, you always have to take the reverse of it and be like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm such a mess today. I can't think. Why you for do we do that? that? I don't know. It's weird. It's, it's weird so time. crazy. I do it all the time. Okay. I think I do it like every time somebody compliments me. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I actually am excited for you to finish only so I can then borrow yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's so good. And she, um, I love Glennon so much. I love Glennon. I've and seen her speak a couple of times. Yeah, and she's really amazing. incredible. So anyways, that's my good news minute. Everyone should read that. Um, it's a good one. Great. All right. I love Anywho. that. 
Anywho, getting into it, working hard and finding purpose. Yes. So I think this conversation was sparked just because we had been noticing um, that there's been these days such a desire for like a quick turnaround. Like everyone is like, how do I get rich quick? How do we go viral? How do we jump on the next trend? And even on Instagram, I don't know if this is like built into your algorithm, but for me, I'm always seeing these posts about like, get viral, subscribe to my, my online course so you can get rich in three days, like that kind of thing. Yeah. I haven't had a ton of that pop up yet. Um, a big thing that I have just really been noticing is everyone kind of hopping on like the TikTok Mm -hmm. thing. And especially after the Forbes 30 under 30 list came out and we just noticed how many TikTokers. Oh my God, you're making a great point. That really bothered me. (laughs) Yeah. I also really bothered me and not listen, I have no idea what their day-to-day looks like, so I can't speak on that. Right. But for Forbes, yes, you put a bunch of TikTokers on a list that was a very prestigious list. Used to be prestigious. I think I lost a lot of respect. I did too. Yeah. And so I, I really felt like so that's what we're into these days, huh? We're just well, the amount of views we can clout. get on things and, that's and what, clout. That's what bothered me so much is I was like, I listen, I love that young kids are going after their dreams and doing what they want to. But it bothered me from the Forbes perspective because it, it kind of signified just an entire world moving towards clout chasing. Like Forbes, you're supposed to be a prestigious, like well-known publication. And this list was for people who, you know, have worked hard, who have built something creative. And even there were so many people on that list that I know personally, that we know personally, that haven't actually done anything. Um, They've created these businesses and they build an online social media following, but social media following does not equate to actually creating something. Like being an influencer is not the same as being a creator. I completely agree with and you. And so I know I, I probably sound like all <laughs> like frustrated on a personal level. Like, no, we didn't make the list. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> we were shortlisted. Um, but it, it did affect me because I was like, we. Well, was it, it was a little discouraging because we've worked for oh, almost five years on a brand and a company and a mission. Yeah. And to have that be kind of slighted. Yeah. For people who I know personally who have never actually done anything Mm -hmm. and like I'm not throwing shade, but there are people on that list whose company that they are listed for, their name is not legally on that company. So quite frankly, next time I'm just going to apply and say that I own Amazon because you guys don't seem to check or care about the longevity (laughs) that goes into building brands. (laughs) You know, like we know that for a fact. I know that for a fact. Yeah, Jeff and me. We're, I'm like, we're, I'm gonna just sign my name right next to. No, so and I the TikTok it. thing is is I totally understand. We've all been in quarantine for a long mm-hmm. time, but I'm like, what are we putting our energy into as a culture? We're watching people dance in in the homes in Hollywood, like. Well, and then what we did is we just showed a bunch of young young teens younger generations that in order for you to be successful all you have to do is dance on tiktok (laughs) and i'm not saying that those kids aren't successful but what i'm saying is they i believe and this is Mm -hmm. my own this is my own belief that they got lucky you were in the right place at the right time and you got in early no i completely agree i don't see i i understand you've maybe taken dance classes or whatever but i don't know that there's a lot of like integrity and and vision and skill and talent that goes into who we glorify these days and who what and what is your purpose as a tiktoker like what are you trying to what is the what is the message you're trying to get out to a younger your young followers like what what are you building up because 
Yeah. What, what message are you sending? Yes. So I have recently become a huge fan of Tom Brady and not Tom Brady, the football player, but Tom Brady, like what he kind of represents mm-hmm. and how hard he works. Right. And I've just kind of been like reading about him. I watched his documentary on Facebook and I listened to his podcast with Oprah and you know, Oprah is another person who has worked extremely hard mm-hmm. for her career. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of talking about how they they have found that younger generations just want to get rich quick. And Oprah said to Tom during the interview, she goes, you know, there's a lot of things that people can say if they don't like you, but the thing they can't ever take away from you is how hard you've worked, right? Facts. They may not like him as a person or they may not like the team he plays for. Or right. They may not think he's a good football, good football player, but they can't take away how hard he has worked mm-hmm. to get to those, to get right. to the seven um, Super Bowl wins. Yeah. And I just think that that is such an accomplishment on its own. Right. Because if you look at a lot of these Instagram models and a lot of these TikTokers and something that social media has put such a huge value on, if, if Instagram and TikTok and all of these social media platforms went away today and that is how you are making your money what what happens to you do you have have you created a legacy for yourself that you're still going to be and yes there are some of these tiktokers that at this point they have enough clout and stuff that Mm -hmm. they would do well but to put all of the the all of your eggs in one basket right. for just this one thing, just to have right. popularity and clout, but not have any like purpose behind yeah. what you're doing. It well, can go away really quick. I agree. And I think it's, it's expands even past, you know, just that TikTok generation. It also is, um, everyone who again is, is doing the get rich quicker is playing the clout game. We see this a lot living in LA and yeah. it's this younger generation and, and not only them, I feel like it's all of them, but yeah, where, why is there like such an emphasis on just going viral or, or how much clout can we have? I see it in the esports community in the TikTok community in honestly every single one. Um, and even with artists, I think we see it. Like, I feel like we used to have artists that were so dedicated to composing like really good bodies of work when it came to their music, you know? And, and now the culture has just shifted so much to like, what's getting a high replay value or playback value, whatever it's called. Um, but for us, I think that we have found a lot more satisfaction, a lot more integrity in playing the longevity game and and having purpose because to be honest, I'm not motivated every day. I am not inspired every day. No, and, and especially within the last year, it's been really challenging to find motivation and inspiration. It's been close to impossible. I'm not going to uh, lie. Yeah. <laughs> I have days for sure where I just kind of sit and feel like I'm just going to stare at the wall. It's been really hard. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why purpose is important because purpose shows up when motivation does not. Yeah. That's actually a really great point because even when you are, I think just for both of us, we pull a lot of inspiration from our surroundings. So something that we really enjoy doing on like a Sunday night is doing our Sundays where we try a new restaurant to eat. And you and I always have like kind of pull energy from and inspiration from everything that's around us and the energy that flows. Well, when energy hasn't been flowing, we then have struggled with finding that inspiration to 
you know, maybe pull f- cool ideas for new work things that we're going to do or, you know, new, just really new anything. So when all of those things that bring in that inspiration, you and I always, it, it, well, not always, but the days that we're struggling, one of us can at least remind the other person of the purpose of mm-hmm. why we started this or why we're heading in the direction we are and why we've waited to do so many things and Mm -hmm. why we haven't gone down certain paths that we could have gone down to make money faster. Yes. Agreed. And one of the things like we always say, or at least I always say is it's chestnut checkers, meaning that Tom also says that. Does he really? Oh, I love that. I've Um, been calling him Tom. Your boy, Tom. My guy, Tom. Um, Well, and I think that's so important because, you know, to me, the meaning behind that is that things are a dynamic process. There's a lot of moving parts, right? Checkers is kind of an easier, just like less of a strategic game. Chess, you have to be two moves ahead, three moves ahead. Um, And really like studying what you have in front of you, studying your next move. And I think today we're seeing a lot of checkers players. And what is so difficult with social media is that it looks like they're succeeding. And so what happens is I think it's teaching, especially a younger generation, but honestly, everyone that, oh, I should be doing that. I should yeah, be jumping like, on that. There have been days and I it, they quickly passed that I was like, should I dance on TikTok? No, Is that literally. what I have to do in order to get some attention on Viper? But that's not what I want to be doing. And again, it's that, that mindset percent. quickly passed. No, but, but. It, but it's important to say because it crosses everyone's mind like, okay, you know, there, everyone seems, this seems to be working for people. This is what we're, we're being fed at really high amounts is like just this quick fix, like Mm -hmm. these quick dances, they're 30 seconds or however long. I don't even have TikToks. I don't even know the number of the time frame. Um, but everything is just so instant, instant Mm -hmm. gratification, instant, instant viralness or whatever. Um, and for me, for us, I think, there was just so much more that we wanted to build. We wanted to build longevity. I want a a career in in 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. I don't want to be, you know, cool today, gone tomorrow, which I think we've seen happen with a lot of, of social media stars. Like what happened to everyone on Vine? You know, there's maybe two I can think of that made it, but absolutely. Um, so I think that it's kind of easy come easy go sometimes, but, but when you're not aware of that or when no one's talking about it, it's quick, it's easy to be like, should I just be doing this too? Um, I completely agree. It's very social media is so screwed up. No, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Instagram, but <laughs> no, yeah, I mean it is, and, and everything is yeah. just driving this like consumerism, influencer market, and I feel like we're just so out of touch with purpose um, as a general collective, just because it's it's few and far between. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. There's a lot of really incredible creators and talent that push really important messages. Well, listen, a lot of those content creators and those people could have been working for 10 plus years to get to where they are today. So I'm not taking away from their success, but share that story. Share the story of how hard you've worked for the 10 year overnight success that everyone looks at and say, hey, this is what I did. This is what I've been working on for however many years. So yes, it may seem that it just happened overnight and it was easy, but I did put in a lot of work because as of right now, there is, and this will be shitty of me to say, but there is a lack of respect that I have for some of these people where I'm like, you took the easy route and you went for the fast money. And unfortunately that doesn't stay. So yeah, it's a little bit harder for me to like accept 
and this comes from like just my own ego of, yeah, I am a little bit jealous that you're sitting in rooms I want to be in having certain conversations that I would like to have when you were, when you made the fast, easy option. To be honest though, I don't even know if they're in those rooms. I think everything is such an illusion on social media. That's true. I think everything is smoke and mirrors. I think that I don't know the reality of anyone's life. I don't think we ever really will. There's people I thought were, had incredible careers that actually genuinely had no place to live because they couldn't afford rent. Like I'm not exaggerating that story. No, you're true. Um, so so it's so hard to know and then i think that feeds into that same illusion it's like for sure it's just the, <laughs> it's just the own like insecurity that i have in my own head for and sure. that's the problem with what we're seeing it's that lack of like integrity to a process um and just wanting to have you know an outcome um uh, but and what you said is so true like shortcuts are helpful but they just lack i don't know they just lack integrity to me um i'm not saying that there's not a time and a place for taking the easy route. I think that there's always going to be an ebb and flow. Absolutely. But just overall, when it comes to building a brand, um, you know, and something else just on that topic of kind of intaking information that looks one way, like we intake something that looks like everyone is just a TikTok star these days. So my brand is, doesn't mean anything, but there's this one quote by, I believe it's Jimmy Iovine. And he talks about how, when you're a racehorse, like they put blinders on you because when you're in a race and you need to be first or you need to win, you shouldn't be looking left and right. You should be looking ahead of you. Straight ahead. And so they put blinders on a racehorse because it doesn't matter what the person next to them is doing or the horse in their case. It doesn't matter. Um, I shouldn't be looking that direction. I should be focused on my own. And I think that's something that is so difficult with social media and the way that, you know, today we have all these brands that are in popping off they're in Forbes they're in publications and it's like so hard to just look at your own you know race in front of you without looking left and right but I do think doing that is really distracting um and then it does exactly what we talk about all the time it gets in my own head am I doing the wrong thing because now I'm comparing myself this is my own question it could just be because of what I'm taking in on social media but do you think that we will see the same kind of success that we did that we once did with like the jimmy Iovines and the elon musks due to social media do you think that that will That's do you think question. we'll see like with masters, the new generations right. coming yeah will you see those masters will you see the oprah's the ellen's right the you know michelle obama's will you see those same exact people that have built i mean tom brady right um like all of these people that we have got to watch over the years. Mm-hmm. It's a good point. Will we see that? I don't know. Cause I think it's a question of like, is this, are these generations, you know, putting the work into the process. That's one thing they all have in common. All those people you just named is like, they put the work into the process. And I mean, right now Kobe Bryant will mm-hmm. is idolized by everyone. Right. The man is, could be considered to be a God. Right. He's how, what right. he did and the the success that he created the career i mean he has built he built a legacy of course i'm very curious if that will if we'll see if those we'll kinds st- of- still see those kinds of people that mm-hmm. really give people so much like inspiration and hope and be the great and be because those people are the great it's those so are the interesting people we strive too. to be but will we see more of that come up right or will that kind of diminish a number i don't know i don't know kobe has this one quote in this one interview where he says that when he saw other players when he looked at other players he's like i always saw them hanging out 
like going on trips, hanging out, whatever. And he's like, I was never hanging out just to hang out, right? Meaning like any room he was in, he was there to get better. He was working on his craft. There was an intention behind it. There was an intention behind it. And it's so interesting. I always think about this because when I see social media and when I see like the stars and the celebrities and all these Hollywood houses of influencers, all they're doing is hanging out. And so for me, I always think about that. I'm like, interesting. Like how much time do we spend watching other people hang out and then I hear people like him, like Tom Brady, like a- anyone who was like, yeah, I wasn't doing that. I was getting better. I had purpose. I had intention. Um, and there was so much discipline and dedication behind mm-hmm. to, behind what they were doing. Absolutely. Like there was, so I, I do wonder that. And I have no answer for anyone. But I, right. I do wonder that often. Is that something that we will see less well, of? I hope we become that. <laughs> oh, Not even I hope. It's happening. Yeah. I am putting it out there on air. We will. That is our intention. Um, yes. Okay. Well, I want to expand on vision right now. I think that kind of everything you just said, he had vision, he had purpose, etc. How do you find that for anyone listening who is like, I want that. I want purpose. Where do I get it? Um, to be honest, I don't really know like where you go search for it. I think for us, a big thing is what we were passionate about. And that kind of just came to us. Mm-hmm. You and I got really aligned with ourselves, with mm-hmm. our goals, with what we wanted to do to help, you know, kind of put, push humanity forward. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is Viper, could Viper be looked at as kind of a, a shallow Mm-hmm. career option but it never was for us no. it was it was the glitz and the glam in hollywood and events yes but behind viper was giving a place for women to make as much money as men mm-hmm. they had a say mm-hmm. we were the first all-female team in the mm-hmm. industry to be you know holding a place of power at that door where mm-hmm. men usually held that mm-hmm. place so yes when you look viper's very sexy and, and glamorous but behind viper there's a whole lot of mission statement right. that goes into that. So it's true that, but that came over time to us and it came to what we noticed that was lacking in the industry, right? What flaws there were in the industry. And then it, we came up with, okay, well then we want to change that. Right. And I think there's also characteristics to purpose. Like when I was in high school, um, I didn't, I obviously didn't know I wanted to start Viper. I didn't even know I wanted to be in nightlife, but what I did know was I wanted to be student body president. I wanted to yes. be in, I wanted to speak at graduation or I wanted to work for myself and I had a really good work ethic. So yeah, I didn't know that it was going to be this, but I knew I wanted to lead. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur of some sort, or at least maybe, you know, at the time I thought I wanted to own a nonprofit, but whatever. The point is that I knew that I wanted to do something in that realm. Now on the flip side, had I been an athlete, right? And I knew I wanted to be a professional tennis player, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, maybe that would have been where I found my purpose. And then maybe down the road, I would have said, I want to change the the field for female tennis players. I don't know. But I think that there's I just, characteristics. I just want to let you know, based off your size, I don't know if very many sports would have taken you. I think I would have crushed at like limbo. Is that a sport? You know, limbo. Limbo would have been mine all day. <laughs> MVP of limbo. <laughs> I'm <was just> sorry. <laughs> like mvp you couldn't touch me at limbo i would just walk right under the thing limbo i'm gonna contact someone to see if it is a sport if that's a sport i am i am the greatest of all time (laughs) (laughs) um no i very much um agree with you that i think like you said yeah purpose for at least viper came down the road but it started with who we were 
being younger. And you're right. I never didn't really think take that into consideration, but you're right. When we were younger, we were we were already doing all of these different things. And I had always wanted to just be the kind of person that was different. Mm -hmm. I I had a principal tell my mom one time that I was a diamond amongst a a bunch of different just regular pearls. Mm -hmm. And it made me feel really good to know that, okay, people are paying attention to what I do, even though it may take, I was building longevity. Right. And I wasn't doing what was cool and, you know, Mm -hmm. right off the bat. It took me a lot longer to be seen, Mm -hmm. but it it eventually stood through and it shined a lot brighter than everyone else. Yeah, that's a good point too, because I think a lot of finding your purpose is listening to your inner voice. And that's really hard growing up in high school, but it's also equally hard in social media now because it's like you kind of look around a lot. And I think that purpose really comes from within. I don't think anyone can tell you what it is or give you purpose. I think you give it to yourself. Yeah. And I and for people who are struggling, the only advice I could really give them is like, what, what are you passionate about? Yeah. What, what moves is, you? What and even if people think you're stupid, mm-hmm. like, and they're like, that's so dumb. Don't do that. But like th- what at the end of the day, if you're passionate about like saving frogs mm-hmm. and that is what moves you, then start there and mm-hmm. just like move forward with that. Be like, okay. And then maybe something grows to be much grander or maybe yeah. you just always just want to stay frogs, but that is your purpose. Right. No, absolutely. And that pushes you daily. Well, and I think you really, really have to take initiative and you have to take ownership of your own life. And I think it's hard when you have parents who want one thing for you, maybe they want you to be a doctor, a lawyer, whatever. Trust me when I say my parents, my mom was not like, yes, you should absolutely start a startup in nightlife. Like, you know, yeah, my mom was like, when I told her, she goes, is that needed? Yeah. Like, is that lucrative? Does yeah, that does, make any money, even $1? No. no. Yeah, I think a lot of finding purpose does begin with taking initiative, taking ownership of your own life, recognizing that you are not a victim and we create. And this is the most important thing ever because this is something that you and I decided for ourselves long ago before we even met each other, before maybe even when you still lived in Reno, when I was still a teenager, whatever, is we decided that we're not a victim to our circumstances, right? Like things don't just happen to us. We have the power to create things. And so if you want something, if you want purpose, you want to create, you want to change the world, whatever you want to do, maybe you don't want to change the world. Maybe you just want to be a really good, I don't know, photographer, who knows, but it's about saying, I decide that I'm in charge and I am going to find this and I am going to do this regardless of what anyone else says, regardless of what's being fed to me on social media. Um, and just listening to the sound of your own voice. Yeah. And that's extremely difficult to do on its own, listening to the sound of your own voice and not letting all of the negativity that we have been taught and conditioned by society to listen to, to not have that play in your head of like, okay, but what if you don't make enough money to pay your bills? What if you, what if you, you know, get your heart broken? What if you, what if you fail? A million percent. And so there's all these conditions that we put on things that you have to, you do have to block those right. out. And that on its own is, is a whole other job. Yeah, because there's always going to be a risk factor. But I think that there's two things that help me is one is on a spiritual level. I do deeply believe that 
the biggest killer of our dreams is fear and doubt. I do believe that because I do think that we have the choice to be successful. Um, And then the other thing I think is you can also change your perspective and say, okay, yeah, you know what? I might fail. I might fail a million times. Quite frankly, you and I have failed a million times at many different things. They're not always big failures. Sometimes they're small, but we always have a story to tell. And I think that's equally important because like nobody's perfect. We're all flawed. We all make mistakes. We all don't, things don't go as planned. But when you have a story to tell, that story honestly does play a role into your purpose and like what you bring to the table and what you bring to the world and what you create. For sure. And I think the biggest, not to sound like super, super cheesy, but the the biggest failure you will actually ever have in life is if you don't do something that yes. you wanted to do. And it's it sounds cheesy, but I do believe that, that well, you always say, you always say to me, you say, we can have whatever we want. And if we don't have it, it's because we didn't want it bad enough. Yes. It's because my mom always used to tell me that. It's <laughs> so was a little girl. good. Like retweet times 10. Yeah. The only, and she has, oh, the other thing she's always said, which kind of is similar is the only difference between you, someone else getting what you wanted and you not getting what you wanted is because they wanted it hard more and they worked harder for it. Amen. Oh, we have to have her on the show. I know she would do great. She would kill it. She should have her own podcast. Yeah, she was probably like, listen, everyone, <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> She's great. Yeah. Um, but no, it's my one of my favorite quotes I think about it all the time. It's so true. It removes limiting beliefs. It says, yes, I can have this. And if I don't, it's because I am in control of it. Um, and actually, on that same note of not being a victim. So one of my favorite memoirs is by Ronda Rousey, and it's called My Fight, Your Fight. Um, it's an incredible book, like incredible. And there's one quote in there. It has stuck with me forever. I think about it all the time where, so she is a fighter. Um, and I guess there's something where if you don't, if you don't like win by like, I guess knocking someone out or Mm -hmm. or whatever the term is, I don't know. Um, then it goes, then the judges decide basically who won the fight. And her mom says, if it goes to decision, you deserve to lose because you put it in somebody else's hands. And forever, that has been one of my favorite quotes of all time because it is so true. She's basically saying you're going to win by and it's going to be your choice because you put in the work and you won. And if you put it in somebody else's hands, if you let it go to decision, then sure, you should lose because why did you just give your power up to somebody else to decide if you're a winner? And oh my God, that is just my favorite thing of all time. And that book is so, so, so good. No, that's a that's a great one. I really, really like that. So, you know, those things are helpful. I think it was really important for you and I when we built Viper that we got so much bad advice and we never sold out. Like we never just drowned out the sound of our own voice. I mean, let's think about the things people have told us to do with starting Viper. They told us to make nightlife merchandise. That is one of the worst ideas I've ever heard because it is so off brand for everything that we are. One time we got told when we were talking about doing the podcast, we got told to do like a nightlife true crime podcast. Yeah, as if we're like freaking serial killer investigators. Like I'm SVU over here all of a sudden. No. Like people will literally tell you the most random shit in the world. And it is so important to be like, that's terrible advice, especially as women. Women get handed unsolicited advice all the time. I don't know why. And you know what's crazy to me is when people give us advice about owning a company and those people don't own a company. Like, I don't give advice to doctors about performing surgery. Well, I'm going to start because I've watched <laughs> so much Grey's Anatomy that I could perform. <laughs> Scalpel. 
10 point. <laughs> okay. But okay. anyways, back to the point. No, I do understand what you're saying. Cause, and to be honest, or we've even gotten advice from people who did do what we did, but the advice was still terrible because you were doing a bad job. Like literally when I tell people anything, I say, I preface, I'm like, by the way, like don't necessarily listen to anything I say because I, I don't really know anything. Like yeah, I always tell for sure. that. Listen, if Elon Musk wants to come talk to me about mm-hmm. how to build a rocket, because that's what I'm trying to do, mm-hmm. then I'm going to take notes. Facts. I might even turn a recorder on and like record what he's saying. But, mm-hmm. but other than that, yeah, unless Unless there is someone who you very much trust, love, and respect who works in the exact same field that you're working in and is trying to accomplish something or who is someone who's trying to, again, that you love and respect and trust is giving you like life advice. Right. Let it go in one ear and out the other. Yeah. Actually, you and I used to say this. I don't know if we uh, invented this or somebody else did. I can't remember. You can correct me. But um, we used to say, we take what we say extremely seriously and we take what everyone else says with a grain of salt. Oh, we do say that. I don't know if we invented that. I know. I don't know if we like engineered that one or that came to us. If it came from someone else, kudos to you. Shout out. (laughs) We don't know who you are, but (laughs) if it came from us, like kudos to us. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, it's so true. We, we take it really um, with a grain of salt, but that's a little different than I think inviting collaboration because I think that it's also really important when you do have a dream you do have to enroll people who believe in your dream and um, that is in the form of collaboration so maybe that's you need clients or maybe you need people to work for you or you need um, I don't know brands to collaborate with in some capacity I think that's an important part and we have to um, enroll them in our purpose if that makes sense agreed because you can't do everything on your own so you have to find the right people who mm-hmm. believe in your journey and believe in your purpose mm-hmm. and maybe their purpose is the exact same maybe so that, yeah. so that they also believe in your what you have going on and they just join with you to yeah. make that happen yeah and i think that you know whether it be a client an investor an employee anybody you're kind of always like selling you know, who you are and what you bring to the table and like hoping that they buy into it. Um, And there was something that we had heard a while ago that we really, really liked and we adopted. And it was that before you enter a room, before you're in a meeting of any sort, no matter who it is, before you sell somebody that said dream um, to kind of meditate on that space before you get there. So to think about everyone in that room and to, to meditate on selling them your purpose, selling them your dream and having them buy into it because they also want to be a part of it because it's a win-win for both you and them. Um, And then sending that energy out before you even get there because that allows energy to work for us. It allows us to be prepared, be intentional execute what we want to happen i remember when we heard that we were like oh we need to implement that asap you know yeah 100 percent. i loved it i thought we heard it in the middle of quarantine so there wasn't a ton of meetings to be had right. <laughs> but as you know it is something that moving forward with anyone that i meet who i want to mm-hmm. be a part of our vision right i will do that moving forward with them right. so they also feel like wow, this is incredible. Yeah. And you're not even really selling me something. I'm just excited to be a part of it because right. I believe in this. Right, exactly. I want to know what like Tom Brady does before a big game or before Kobe or anyone because I'm like, should I be doing those before a big meeting? 
Like, well, um, Tom is just Tom. Tom, Tom is um just eating like a lot of avocados. Okay, he likes and, avocados. Yeah, and he um <laughs> his like workouts and diets are just like really strict. So those are. A I just want to know what his like pregame ritual is, or anyone who's a great doesn't have to be him. I want to know what Oprah does before a big show, or what Kobe used to do, or um. I on it. I'm gonna look into that. You know what? I might recap that for y'all next week because I'm super and hear curious. What they are doing what rituals look like because I think that before a big meeting again, it's been quarantine. We haven't really had any meetings in person, but you know, before a big meeting, you and I did used to prep and we were up and we were meditating and we're not athletes, but it was a form of game day for us. If we were meeting a big investor or a big client, or we had to close Google or Spotify or Amazon or whatever, those are meetings that we didn't, we had to prep for. We had to strategize. Um, so I'm very curious to know. Okay, you guys listen to the next episode because I'm going to look it up and I'm going to figure out what they have said, um, about rituals for, setting setting an intention just because i think those people have so much purpose so i want to know like what does your day-to-day look like and then maybe some tiktokers will listen and then they will set up pre a ritual and then we'll inspire purpose (laughs) in the tiktokers (laughs) i don't know i'm really not trying to hate on tiktokers i probably sound like a brat i just think that no i'm not either i just think that we could have a little bit more um intention and Mm -hmm. some some different kind of hard work yeah because i don't i would like you know i think it's important to see a younger generation commit to hard not necessarily hard work i don't think people need to struggle i just think that it's important to keep integrity around granted what do i know maybe (laughs) maybe the new way of the world is just fast and easy i don't know (laughs) <laughs> that would be upsetting for sure <laughs> oh all right gosh we can be done talking hating hating talk, on all. Talk, talk, talk. <laughs> that's all we do all right what is the sexiest thing to you this week oh the sexy sexy um okay so for me this week it is having a best friend and a romantic partner in one i've been experiencing that lately and it's um it's just really comforting for me and i think that it's just like it, it brings a whole new level of uh connection so that is my sexy thing for this week what about you um well i don't really have one for this week um something that has always just that i could just always be attracted to in anyone has just been humor Mm -hmm. i really like am naturally drawn to people not even a room in a romantic setting but just in any setting Mm -hmm. i'm naturally drawn to people who are funny and a little bit lighthearted about life so that's not it's not really in like a romantic yeah it's just more like what do i find attractive about people in In general general, it's just like a million things i think that when people are funny we love humor love i love a good laugh i mean i think i'm hilarious so (laughs) that's why so many people are drawn to me (laughs) (laughs) that's that's actually not happening but anyways all right. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in every week. We really do appreciate everyone who reaches out to tell us that they loved the episode. It really does make us feel so good. And um, if anyone has anything they would like to hear, please DM us. Let us know. We are now on the Tastemaker radio channel on Dash Radio, which means you can hear us every, uh, every you can hear every episode on Mondays at 9 p.m. before they come out on Tuesday. 
Yes, yes. All right, y'all. Once again, please rate, review, subscribe. This is so important. It helps us a lot. So we really appreciate when you guys do this. Um, tell a friend, send it to a family member, etc. You can find us on social media at Smart Is Sexy by KCH. Thanks, y'all.